another episode of High on Horror. I'm one of your hosts, Smiles, and as always, I'm joined by my boys, Josh and Chris. What up, Josh? Yo, what's up, buddy? How's it going? And Chris. Oh, oh, oh! Welcome back to Werewolf Night, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we even announced it last time that this is going to be Werewolf Month, but uh, November's Werewolf Month. Where my dog's at. <laughs> <laughs> last time we recorded on a full moon and we didn't bring it up. But uh, No, I think we did. Did we? Yeah, it was, yep. it was a crazy full moon, too. Everyone was acting a fool. It was awesome. Anyway... <laughs> Speaking of everybody acting a fool, what did we do that was spoopy this week? Josh, you want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, I have a very fun one. I watched an A24 movie from 2014 called Life After Beth. Have you guys seen this? I've heard of this one. Was it good? It was very good. I loved it. So I have like a quest right now. I have a list of A24 movies that it's probably like 12 long. All ones that either have been lauded or look interesting to me. I'm putting that one on the list because that sounds good. Is that the one with Oscar Isaac? No, no. This had Aubrey Plaza, Dane DeHaan, a whole bunch of people. I was praying you were uh, going to say Dane Cook. <laughs> no, no. Uh, John C. Riley. I love John C. Riley. Hey. Um. Yeah, just uh, uh, Paul Reiser. I love Paul Reiser. He's in uh, Stranger Things. He's a scientist in Stranger Things. Okay. But it's about a boy, Dane DeHaan. His girlfriend is dead. Like, she has died at the beginning of the movie. and But then she comes back as, like, a zombie. <laughs> but she's still basically normal. She just doesn't know what happened. And uh, the whole thing is, like, a big allegory for, like, a a bad relationship and, like how it like starts to decay and die and then like the worse it gets the more it seems like the world's ending because like more and more zombies start like showing up like Hmm. but nobody seems to notice (laughs) that there's just zombies everywhere and yeah it was really good it's 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 not like a horror movie it's definitely like a horror comedy but it's it's funny and it's good and it it has a lot to say and I, i really liked it oh yeah chris what about you buddy I don't know why, when you said, like, horror comedy, all I could think of was horror-gami, and then I was thinking of <laughs> Goragami, which is something that I want to see in the next Hellraiser movie. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, for my spooky thing, I actually had, like, real-life horror happen to me. Um, you know that situation at Astroworld where all those people got crowd-crushed? Yes. Well, I had something that was not to that level. It didn't hit like that fever pitch where shit like really started to go down, but it was definitely to that. Like it was getting to that degree at this festival. I was at this past weekend. Um, It just like we were at a DJ called John summit and he's like the hot new house DJ, I guess. I don't even really know. Um, but we were checking him out, and like 20 minutes into his set, the crowd just got like so dense. Like literally human chains of like 20 people were like rolling through, and they kept like intersecting with each other. So like no one could move, and it just got like so gridlocked up. I had like people <laughs> literally on top of me, and like it just was one of my friends literally got washed away by people at one point, and like we had to regroup like five, 10 minutes later when, when there was enough room to like actually move again. 
But yeah, I eventually like we finally were like, we got to get out of here. Like this is fucking crazy. Um, so that was terrifying. Jesus, um, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like any of that. Yeah, dude, I, <laughs> that sounds and, awful. And I was like up above the crowd because of how tall I was. I can't even imagine being like closer to like five five. Like some of the girls that were there were. Yeah, you got that leverage. Like. <laughs> They were literally being squeezed from all directions by people. I'm like, bro, get me out of here. Like, They just... didn't do the, like, everyone take a step back thing in between songs? No. They did that, like, three times at the My Chemical Romance show I went to. Like, really? in between songs, he'd just be like, all right, on the count of three, everyone's going to take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> and I see a lot of videos on TikTok of concerts doing that. That's great. That's responsible. Um, the other thing... That uh, was not real life horror, but would fall in the spooky category. Was there was a uh, there's a DJ called Sudden Death with a V instead of a U, and Sudden Death is known for playing like incredibly dark shit. Like that is his shtick. Like basically, his visualizer is like pentagrams and demonic, like demonic shit, fire. Like monsters that like that's his whole thing, and he wears this mask, which is like a mirror mask, so you can't see his face. And then I guess during his, like certain sets, he plays they call it void v o y d, but basically it's even darker than his normal shit. And he wears this insane like moose skull mask, and so it's all very metal. Um, I sent a video in our chat. But uh, basically, I hated the music. I'm not going to lie to you. I love dark shit, but the music was just not doing it. It was not fun to dance to or anything. It was literally just like headbanging. Um, he did a wall of death at one point. Like very a la a metal show, but just didn't have the same flavor as a metal show. Because obviously there wasn't the live instrumentation. Um, but the visualizer when he opened started with basically what looked like the grudge girl. Uh, and like just like coming out of black hair and then like it made like this crazy um, like almost like a fractal design of like these like clawed hands all like rotating it was just like there was a lot of really really cool visual stuff that I really enjoyed that was really really dark um, it's a shame I didn't actually like the music but I think I'm just out of the era of ignorant bass music in my life. So <laughs> I just like don't really fuck with that music anymore. So, uh, but yeah, if you're like really into heavy, heavy shit and you like just straight up womps from your dubstep, then check out Sudden Death. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> All of your horror <laughs> stuff really was horrifying. I was, my heart sank a little bit there. <laughs> and you had another hurricane, didn't you? Uh, we did. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, though. That was just a cat one. It, it really wasn't. You're just wasn't living in Satan's butthole down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Miles, what about you, man? Well, uh, I don't know if I talked about it last time, but I got Call of Duty World War Two, and I've been rocking hard on the zombies in that game. It is by far the best zombies I've experienced in the Call of Duty franchise. It's incredible. It's got, like... David Tennant is one of the characters, and Ving Rhames is another <laughs> one. It's fantastic. It's so good. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, is Ving Rhames his character from Dawn of the Dead? No, he's just some oh, named guy. Missed opportunity there. For real. 
But yeah, his his dialogue is so bad. He's like, "Looks like someone has to turn the power on," and it's it's just not good. <laughs> um, but the uh, I also started playing Little Nightmares Two, which is uh pretty pretty solid. It's a little glitchier than the original, but it adds a lot to the mechanics and the gameplay. Like you have little friends sometimes and stuff. It's it's a good time. And last but not least, I watched a music video for a song that I freaking love called Phoenix for Leviathan by Night Versus. And uh, it's hardcore. They, they fired their singer or he quit or something. And the music really just got so much better without the singer. And it's like <laughs> a big, long, instrumental heavy metal song. And the music video is terrifying it's all this satanic shit but it also is like five second clips from famous horror movies like there's a whole bunch of clockwork orange in there and like old ones like metropolis and stuff and they played just enough of it that they didn't have to pay for it so it's just all these flashes of horrible horrible things and uh it's a real good song though so but i was watching that and my mom goes do you realize this is satanic and i was like hard to miss mom Hard to miss. So <laughs> should have played stupid. Yeah, really. I th- yeah. What do you mean? What would give you that impression? I thought this was a, a Buddhist music video. <laughs> Is this not Teletubbies? Yeah. <laughs> you saw they rebooted Teletubbies on Netflix, yeah. right? They did. What the fuck. That sounds yeah, like, like a horror film. Yeah, dude. Honestly, next Halloween. What I want to do for an episode is we all sit down and live stream us watching The Void set from Sudden Death and talk about how much we fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a good time, sort of. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, make sure we're all at a good place in our life because it's going to fuck you up emotionally. (laughs) Can we take a second to talk about all of this stuff that entered public domain that they're making into horror movies? can't wait it's gonna I'm, be so I'm here weird. for all of it dude <laughs> except for your shitty wizard of oz yeah one i don't I, I didn't even watch this trailer <laughs> it's the wizard of oz one the makeup is good which leads me to believe it might have some legs but it also looks like low budget garbage so it's hard to tell if it's gonna be good based on the special effects or not but like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. It's not going to be yep. good, uh, but that's exciting. Oh, no, you hold your tongue. I'm here for Blood and Honey. <laughs> here's here's my thing. Like I, so for example, like Willy's Wonderland, right? Like fun concept, and I love Nicolas Cage, and I enjoyed that movie enough for what it was. But that movie was so bad, yep. and I yeah. feel like all of these movies are going to be on that level where. The concept could actually be kind of Except cool. they don't have Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, and they won't have Nicolas Cage. So, like, I don't know. I I want that movie to be good. Like, if that movie ends up being a really fun slasher, I will be so happy to be proven wrong. But I feel like this is just, like, the next era of really shitty horror movies that are going to be mass-produced. Like, I can't wait to yeah. get a fucking Pinocchio horror film. I think we're getting think one. Guillermo del Toro yeah, is doing it. I thought that was a Disney film. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. No, D- Disney did like a live action remake with Tom Hanks of the original one. So just the same movie over again. Interesting. I want, I want, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I think the Grinch one has potential because that's just like a set, basically. I just, I don't see these fairy tales translating well into horror movies. And I would just honestly prefer them to put their energy into other stuff. But I will be prepared 
to be proven wrong and hope that I am proven wrong on that because, I mean, it doesn't seem like those are all that expensive to make because they're slashers. So if you want to bring back slashers and just flood us with them, I guess that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. It'll be fun. Whether or not they're good or not, it's kind of irrelevant because at least we're getting new horror and like a deluge well, of it. These projects would be better if real movie studios were doing, even if they were just doing straight-to-video movies. Like, all the big companies used to do low-budget movies. They would all have straight-to-video movies. They just stopped doing that, so now it's all these independent companies that don't really have enough money, and they can't get enough money. Even with, like, 12 production companies. It'll be, like, 12 different logos at the beginning, and they <laughs> still, this is all they got was, like, a million and a half budget. I don't know. I feel like A24, if they picked up this Wizard of Oz movie, it could become something. <laughs> yeah. But they won't. So, Yeah, anyway. it'll become like an art house horror movie. <laughs> You'll be like, what the fuck is happening? I wouldn't be surprised if A24 did like a Alice in Wonderland horror movie or something. Yeah, that's more along their lines. Evil Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Starring Margot Robbie and Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> anyway, so speaking of movies with a low budget that I think could go either way, I'm not sure how you boys felt about it. It brings us to today's episode, which is called Late Phases. And there's, uh, what's it called? Like Night of the Lone Wolf or something like that? <laughs> well, let's be a little professional here. <laughs> well, no, like... We can find, we can find that. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm it's looking. Right okay called Late Phases, The Hunt is On. Is that what it's called? That's what the poster says. That's also not right, no. <laughs> Night of the Wolf. Night of the Wolf. I feel like Lone Wolf's in there somewhere. Late Phases. Either way, it's it, called Late Phases. It's all it said on the thing, and then like things have changed over time. Sometimes they add things, like there's another movie called Late Phases or something. They're like, this one's about werewolves. Yeah, a lot of that is like international release. Things don't translate, so they have to like give it a different name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it was called Late Phases, and then it, I guess, was renamed Night of the Wolf. Gotcha. Well, it's uh, it's a movie. That's probably the most <laughs> accurate way to describe it. It's a movie. I remembered really liking this when I first watched it. There were intoxicants involved when I first watched it. But I was aware it didn't have a great budget. And one of the actors is a really, really, really terrible actor, and he's in an integral point of the movie. However, I thought the main dude was good. Got Ethan Embry in there. Like, they, <laughs> they had some steps in the right direction. How did you guys feel about it? Okay, so I kind of was, I was kind of middle of the road. Like, this movie started, and I immediately was like, Jesus Christ, this is like soap opera level <laughs> acting in the beginning. And I was like, what the fuck am I in for? This is an hour and 35 minutes plus commercials. Like, but... I did start to get a little more drawn in because I think that the character, the main character Ambrose is like, I like him, mm. um, which was a, a positive for sure. Uh, I didn't really care about the rest of the drama with like the other characters in the community really. Um, but you know, I liked the practical effects at times. They looked better than others. Um, and there was a good amount of gore. But overall, uh, probably could have been shortened a little bit, the film. 
and I would have liked it more to just be like a little more compelling. And uh, I kind of liked his whole like rapport with the uh, the priest through the film. So I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, kind of like I said, middle of the road. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I did. Yeah, pretty much along the lines of what Chris said. It's it's you'll enjoy it if you watch it, but it's not like. Holy shit! This is a hidden gem or anything. Like, um, I think that there could be changes made to the story that would make the the time a little more useful because it starts off really good. Like they get in the real, they get into the werewolves pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But then the whole basically like the gimmick of the movie is that it takes place over a month until the next full moon. But they don't really do much with that in that time. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like a month's gone by. And he doesn't really... Like, the movie kind of should have been more like Silver Bullet, where he's spending the month investigating, trying to figure out who the werewolf is. He just kind of is like, I think it's the priest. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then it's not the... But then he's like, ah, oh, maybe it's not the priest. Other people smoke cigarettes, and I have super sniffers. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ambrose is but, blind, so this movie's like blind man versus werewolves. So that's important to disclose why he has a super sniffer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a it's a it's a I I admire what they did with it. I feel like that is a, a trope you would see in a movie nowadays. Like uh Don't Breathe or something like that. Like trying to use the ble- being blind as like uh Kind of boy who cries wolf, like, oh, but believes you, you didn't even see it. Why would it be a werewolf type of thing? But yeah, enjoyable. I'd say enjoyable. Not not great. Not horrible by any means. But yeah, a lot of recognizable faces. I know I know Ambrose from something. Plus, he has the coolest name. Yeah. Blind war veteran with a bad attitude named Ambrose McKinley. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> He's going up but there yeah. on the wall on the uh, Hall of Greats with Kakoa Shaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our boy Kakoa Shaw hitting Netflix, baby. Yeah, Our boy Mash yeah. informed us that he's in the new Lindsay Lohan vehicle, <laughs> some sort of Netflix Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Netflix trying to compete with Hallmark now. Yep. Not a competition. But yeah, uh, this movie also uh, features, like Lance said. Or not last, like Miles said, uh, Ethan Embry, who you most notably from Can't Hardly Wait. He's the main kid from Can't Hardly Wait. That's uh, Ambrose's son, Will, who's had a re- this man has had a receding hairline since he was playing a character in high school. Yeah, <laughs> like this man's been going bald his whole life. The uh, the werewolf himself, the the guy who turns out to be the werewolf, is Lance Guest. Who uh, have you ever seen the Last Starfighter? No, no. He's the main guy in that. He's uh, which is directed by Nick Castle, the the original person to play Michael Myers. But Lance Guest is also in Halloween too. He's the ambulance driver in, in that's like in love with Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween too. Okay. Yeah, he looks like shit in this movie. Yeah, he was does. unrecognizable. <laughs> I also thought he was a terrible, terrible, terrible actor. Yeah, he's not good in this. It's it's very odd. And then the the priest himself, uh, I know. Wait, which name. which person did you say was a terrible actor? The the guy the who's the werewolf. Okay, yeah. yeah, he was fucking horrible. I'm glad you yeah. said it. Yeah, he's a terrible actor, and it sucks that he's like the main one of the main characters, because he every line he's on the screen is like 
cringy. It's so bad. Especially towards the end where he starts getting a lot more scream time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other noticeable person in this really is Tom Noonan, who plays the the uh, preacher. Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy in Last Action Hero. He's also... Uh, he plays Frankenstein in the Monster Squad. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's a fun little bit. Yep. Nick. He also played a priest in Hell on Wheels. It was very, very odd to see him be a priest again. Oh, yeah. I remember that show. Holy shit. That show's dope. Yeah. Um, Nick DiMici is uh, the guy who plays Ambrose. And Ambrose. He is most notable for starring and writing the movie Stakeland. Have you guys ever seen that? I've heard it's good, and I've never watched it. It's, it's real funny you good. said that, because I was sitting here reading the IMDb about it, because I saw that he was in it, and I'm like, I've seen this movie's like uh, box art before, yeah. and I've just never watched it. It's like... Oh, Stakeland 2. It's like if <laughs> Zombieland... It's pretty much Zombieland, except it's a horror movie about vampires. So if it's not funny Zombieland, but a horror movie about vampires, that's exactly what Stakeland is. And I really like that movie. I think that movie's great. So this guy already had a check mark in the wind for me. And he's a pretty decent actor. Like, there was no point where I didn't believe he was blind. And there was no point where I didn't believe that he was a crotchety old man. Yeah, I liked him. I, I found him very enjoyable. His character was uh, enjoyably mean. Yeah. <laughs> Nasty. Like, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. We should do Stakeland on the show. That would be a fun one. That would be. Yeah, is it? It's you said it's not funny, or it is funny. It's not funny at all. It's straight. I was say, it doesn't. Horror. The cover doesn't look like it's a horror comedy. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's there's rape and it's it's intense. It's pretty Jesus. Brutal. Yeah, I had the brutal. trailer on in the background, and I just saw fucking Ambrose throw a goddamn hand hatchet at somebody and <laughs> take him out from like twenty feet away. That was crazy. I want to see this. We yeah, he's this. a badass motherfucker in that movie. <laughs> there's a sequel called Stakeland Two. The Stakelander. I saw that. That's the dumbest <laughs> possible name that you can possibly give that sequel, bro. That's amazing. Is it directed by the same guy? It is. <laughs> Ambrose in the house. They, they made a TV show out of that movie for like four episodes before it got canceled. So, Sock Boy. Is that Stakeland Origins? I, something like that. <laughs> Origins? Yeah. Stakeland. Is there anyone in the first one? Origins. Besides him? Like, is there anyone of note? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Let's see. I would say nay. I don't. Kelly McGillis sounds. Kelly like a McGillis from name. Top Gun. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. She plays um, a nun in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is nobody else in this bitch. It's she good, comes though. on screen and you just hear down, 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 down. Yeah, for a, a movie. Like in this age of digital shit where you don't really watch stuff over and over, I watched Stakeland at least twice, if not three times. I really liked that movie. But I was I spent a good chunk of time thinking about that the other day, how there's so much content that like I'm missing shit left and right and I can't make up for it. Like I'm just I'm like, I guess that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like like there's too much new content. I hear you. I'm on the same page, man. I'm on the same page. I heard something like crazy, like worldwide, three thousand movies came out this year. That's insane. It's a lot of movies, and it's all people are always like, "Oh, you didn't watch that one? It's so good, you have to watch it." And then you watch it, and they're like, "I don't remember that movie." Like, is 
I don't know. It's so hard to keep up with everything, and everyone's so inundated with content. So that's why I made you watch this 2015 low-budget movie. (laughs) (laughs) There was... There's 3,000 movies released in this past year, and I still ended up paying money to see House of Gucci. Fuck my life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wouldn't watch that for free. <laughs> I haven't heard anybody say it was good. It was so trash. Anyways, let's get back to uh, not Stakeland. Let's talk about Werewolf McKinley. <laughs> so the movie opens with uh, the old guys looking for uh headstone for himself and he's like i want something small and inconspicuous but not so small people step on it and uh the guy's like well what's your price range and he's like that's too much and he just leaves basically and uh he and his dog shadow who is awesome everyone loves he's a terrible guide dog though if you watch he's like hanging onto this dog that wants to take off the whole time (laughs) he's not a good guide dog at all (laughs) they did not afford a trained dog for this movie but uh his son is trying to cope with the fact that his dad's a motherfucker he's just such an asshole all the time and uh ethan Embry's wife is definitely like we don't have to do this he doesn't want us around i don't want to be around let's move on with our lives and that's kind of like uh, she doesn't. I don't think she says much in this entire movie out loud, but her body language is how she communicates with Ethan Embry. And I don't. I thought that was pretty good. Like I thought she was pretty solid with the physical work, at least. Yeah, I bought her character because she was she was still super nice to Ambrose. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what are you gonna do? We mean to a blind old man that was a <laughs> war veteran. <laughs> He has every reason in the world to be grumpy. He lost in Vietnam, which is the way he he describes it, but they lost the war, and then he went blind. <laughs> like so, he had to do horrible shit, and then he lost his sight. Like I'd be, I'd be, I'd be the same. Kindred spirits, Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ambrose's wife died, so they're moving him into a retirement community, and he is not fucking happy about it. And it's it's like a community like neighborhood. Yeah. Like when you described it, because you described it that way to us when you were telling us about this movie, that it's a retirement community. So I was expecting like a like a nursing home <laughs> or like an apartment complex. This is like an entire suburb. <laughs> yeah, they have those up here at least. Like we tried to get my mom into one a couple years ago. They're very, very, very expensive. But it's like just the kind of thing where they have a bus that goes around, picks everyone up and takes some grocery shopping and shit. And like, yeah, pretty much everything is done for them. They just get to live peacefully. So it should have been a good thing for him, but it is revealed that every month or so a house gets broken into and a wild animal mangles an old person to death. To death. <laughs> also, I love how they're like, when they're driving up, it's like, the houses are a little close together, and they're, it's like these fucking gigantic homes. Yeah. <laughs> like, these houses, like, this retirement community, I don't understand how in the well, hell. I think they're, they're duplexes, because that lady lived, like, wall to wall. That's with true. That's mm-hmm. true. But even still, they're nice. They're big. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're enormous. <laughs> Ambrose still wields guns, even though he's old. And blind. And blind. <laughs> Don't want to bury the lead on that one. He's blind. So most most of the people in this neighborhood don't even seem that old, though. 
Like most of these women don't seem like senior citizens. They look like late middle aged women. Ambrose himself, I looked up his age, he's fifty four years old. <laughs> like, yeah, these communities, like the real ones are designed for people who are just like they're kinda they're not quite at the point where they want to be shoveling snow. But Yeah, it's like a fifty five and up community. Yeah, exactly. Like they're self sufficient. They're like trailer parks. Oh well, it's a little different down here, I guess, and where Ambrose is. <laughs> <I don't- laughs> I used to deliver pizza. I delivered pizza to a lady once in this trailer park, and uh, I called her, and I was like, oh, are you at this address? She goes, yeah. I'm like, is it the trailer park? And she's like, it's a 55 and up community. And I was like, yeah, full of trailers. <laughs> it's trailer park. All of the neighbors come to welcome Ambrose, and they're like, we made, he goes, is that cake I smell? And they're like, yes. He goes, I don't eat sugar. And they're like, oh, and he's like, thanks for the sugar. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like waving a gun around. And they're like, we don't usually have guns in this neighborhood. And he's like, yeah, fuck off. I'm a weapons expert. <laughs> Numerous times in this film when anyone at, at, offers him advice or, or help or, uh, uh, you know, lends him a hand, his response is, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, what do you think? Because I'm blind? I'm stupid? I'm fine. Yeah, he's uh, he's a crotchety old man. So later that night, Werewolf breaks in next door and fucks this old lady up. And uh, it's pretty intense. You kind of see him in the window coming in. And uh, he really fucks this old lady up. And he throws her walker and it sticks into a wall. <laughs> it's... And her guts are hanging out all over the place. Like The, the effects in this movie are, are pretty decent. Me guts. Oh, oh me guts. guts. Yep. He, he, uh, werewolf fucked her up. And then Ambrose, like, is yelling against the wall, like, Are you alright, lady? And the werewolf runs into the wall and, like, knocks him on his ass. I'm surprised he didn't go through the wall, but I guess it's a firewall. You're no, not breaking through that shit. Um, but the, no. the werewolf comes right in next door then. <laughs> He's like, This motherfucker, <laughs> let's take care of business. And lucky for him, Shadow saves him from the werewolf. The whole time they're talking about how dogs keep disappearing. And I think this is why, because dogs will fuck up werewolves, apparently. Yeah, shitty shitty seeing eye dog. Great guard dog. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he took that fucking werewolf down. (laughs) He was fucking shit up, bro. Yeah, but then the werewolf gutted Shadow. And Ambrose, instead of going, I need a vet. Shoots the dog to kill it after the werewolf runs off. Very sad scene. And that dog has a bizarre fate for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because we'll just jump ahead in this way. He just leaves the dog decaying outside while he just keeps on digging a bigger and bigger hole for a month. Yeah, it took him a month to dig a six-foot hole. Like, come on, Ambrose. You're you're blind. You're not, as you say often, you're you're blind. You're not useless. (laughs) Also, why, like, how is he going to, why would he want to live with the fucking rotting dog smell for a month? Well, I'm sure, in this community, I'm sure has some sort of HOA (laughs) association. Like, like they would, they would not allow him to bury a dog in his backyard. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, it came up inside. Especially not with a giant tombstone. Right? Yeah, it came up in side conversations a lot. They're like, the smell is unbearable. That's the only reason I know he didn't bury the dog and then just, like, keep digging. And I think it was to, like, try and attract the animal to his property. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. And he wasn't willing to buy a big tombstone for himself, but he got the biggest, craziest one for his dog. 
<laughs> Which and did he get it because it was for the dog, or did he get it to use it Home Alone style as a weapon when he set this booby trap somehow? I think it was a Home Alone situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so the cops find him, and he spends an entire day walking around in a super bloodied up shirt. Like, it's so bloody and old at one point that it's just, like, sticking straight out because the blood got hard. And nobody's like, come on, old man, let's get you a new shirt. Like, all day he's just covered in blood, and he's just like, what do I do with my dog? <laughs> Whose car are we taking? I don't need nobody. <laughs> Whose car are we taking? <laughs> you, you driving? <laughs> he literally says that. <laughs> he literally goes, I don't need nothing from nobody. Who's driving me home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, and no one. <laughs> Ethan Embry is very much like, come on, man. Like, we got to get you somewhere safe. And everyone's like, yeah, this old people's community. Animals break in all the time and kill people. It's no biggie. This happens all the time. And the cops are so nonchalant about it, and it's like, this is a murder. <laughs> These people are dead. And no one puts it together. Like, yeah, every, about once a month. <laughs> Animals and elderly people are viciously mauled to death inside their locked homes <laughs> and by a wild animal. They're like, the best thing you can do, Ambrose, is go inside and lock your doors. But we clearly saw this werewolf blow through his doors. He doesn't yeah. have doors to lock. <laughs> <laughs> but they just gloss over that. They must have fixed it for him or something. Um, it's also at this point that Ambrose starts using that shovel that he's digging the hole with as his walking stick. Because <laughs> he refuses to get a real walking stick, and he refuses to get a replacement dog. He's a odd... Like, this character is just very odd. <laughs> when he's Karate Kid-style fighting with his shovel outside, <laughs> practicing... <laughs> Chris, you were in the There's Navy. like a little isn't, montage. Isn't it like something that the people in the military, like their shovel is one of their most important tools? Like they dig with it, but they also learn to fight with it. Isn't that a thing? Uh, I'm not in the military, so I don't. <laughs> I can, so I can, modest. Couldn't tell you that. <laughs> in the, the Nazi zombies I was talking about, they don't have knives. They use their shovels to like decapitate zombies and shit. So I feel like it's like a staple of military people correct me if i'm wrong email us <laughs> high on horror pod at gmail.com i forget whatever our email is anyway um yeah so he's swinging his shovel around and all the old people are like we're intimidated can we kick him out we can kick him out right and everyone's like nope can't kick him out he'll hit us with a shovel they don't even want him in the bus anymore <laughs> nope he starts taking the bus to church because he's trying to figure out the werewolf smelled like cigarettes, so he's trying to figure out who... Or was it the werewolf that smelled like cigarettes? He's trying to figure out who this werewolf is, because as soon as they go, it was on a full moon, he goes, werewolves. Like, he knows immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my mind would have gone to werewolves, too. They have a scent. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't strike me as a particularly superstitious fellow, especially since he's anti-religion. So it's strange to me that he just immediately drew the conclusion it's a werewolf. And also, full moons last for three days, but it only lasted for one day in this movie. Yeah, maybe it was the last day. He, it was his first day there, so. That's true. So he's just like, I'm waiting a month, and we're going to fuck some werewolves up. <laughs> I will train with yeah. this shovel until I am the greatest warrior alive. It's implied that he's, like, booby-trapped his house because he's. you see him have all this stuff kicking around. 
And then at one point, his son's like, what have you done to this place? And there's a little montage of him, like, counting steps and everything. But not, none of that comes into effect. Like, he doesn't... He's got, like, gallons upon gallons of water and shit. Like, none of that ever <laughs> comes back into play. <laughs> if this like, was a better movie, they would have tied that in. Well, they, I was expecting him to come swinging down from the ceiling. Home Alone style, to call <laughs> back to that. <laughs> they do kind of call back to it because he hides weapons in various places. And he, like, counts to figure out, like, this is a new house for him. So he's trying to get the lay of the land. And then there's a point where he's, like, on the ground and he has to get up and, like, count his steps to go get a shotgun. So, like... Crack shot for a blind man. Yeah, he's... I think you only missed twice. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a badass motherfucker. <laughs> so he goes to church camp with everybody and uh, <laughs> makes friends with the priest who's a chain-smoking, white-bearded man. Kind of. I mean, he just really constantly talks shit to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They seem to have a decent relationship, though. <laughs> but the... He, he always says something degrading towards the priest and then goes to go cigarette. <laughs> I quit smoking for health reasons, but you got a cigarette. So they become friends, friendly at least. And um, they, uh, so over and over he's going to church. I guess he goes four times, presumably. And one time he gets ferried <laughs> back by this guy. Who is this bad guy? He's he's obviously the bad guy. It's pretty clear from the start he's the bad guy. But who the fuck is this guy? That's that's oh, the guy from Halloween too. Yeah, but like, why is he the guy ferrying people around and shit? He's just like he seems to be like the town nice guy, but he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no more, yeah. Mr. Nice Guy. He just wants some friends, dude. That's why he does it. He does it for the conversation. He's like, I'm just here for the IMDb credits. It's really what it feels like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, just to speed us through the story, not a whole lot happens. He's just like, there's points where he's like, has the mailman follow the trail of blood with him and stuff. And a lot of useless characters in it. But at the same time, Ambrose, <laughs> while he's a crotchety, angry old man, he's kind of endearing and charismatic. He goes into that couple's house where the guy's in the iron lung oh that's right and i i only mention it because it's it comes back later in the best possible way <laughs> yeah there's an iron lung he almost turns it off and she's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> casual murder yeah um so the old people all hate him and we're pretty much at the point where the wolves started coming again right yeah basically ambrose thinks he knows who it is because this guy also smells like cigarettes i guess because he has a smoker's cough the coughs are so like drawn out in this movie too like <laughs> i love the cough it's like a <laughs> solid like minute of coughing in silence and then it just like slowly zooms on ambrose's face i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> can we move on <laughs> Oh, he gets some guy to make him silver bullets who doesn't bat an eye about selling guns to a blind man and then is like, silver bullets? Yeah, of course, I'll make those. He even questions him. He goes, what do you think of when I ask you for silver bullets? <laughs> and the guy goes, well, the Lone Ranger, of course. And it's like, no, nobody goes Lone Ranger first. <laughs> Everybody goes werewolf. Yep. So he's equipped now. He's booby-trapped his house. He's got silver bullets. He's ready to party. It's about to be the full moon. And for some inexplicable reason, 
the bad guy just starts biting old people. He's like, I need he's, the help. Yeah, because he's making more werewolves. Yeah. But he didn't need to make more werewolves before this. But he's like, I wouldn't do this if I didn't need help. Because no one was hunting him. He he hunted the werewolf once and got bit and killed the werewolf. But nobody had been hunting him. He was just killing people's dogs mostly. Oh. And once in a while killing. So, and yeah, nobody so- was suspicious. But he figured out that fucking Ambrose was on the case. <laughs> and he was coming for him. Just to confirm though, like Ambrose. He saw him with the bag of silver bullets and was like, oh shit. Yeah. Make some werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like talked to the guy who uh, who made the bullets too. Uh, and then there that's was like right. the, there was like the, that jump cut to what is this guy's name the the werewolf we know his name I think it's James uh, Griffin James yes what who's Griffin then this Griffin is, can't be that, can't be correct <laughs> under cast it's Lance Guest as Griffin You're I'm on, on fucking Stakelander <laughs> <laughs> James Griffin yeah gotcha um. So, yeah, I did like the practical effects work of, like, his wounds when he's, like, at, like, post-werewolf fight. When it jumps over. closed up Wolverine style. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I liked that. So, yeah, the priest comes and visits Ambrose first and is like, hey, you know there's no werewolves, right? And Ambrose is like, hmm, betcha there are. And uh, <laughs> and uh, then the priest goes and visits James Griffin, and uh, is like he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's just like, "I'm bleeding." And he he, uh, he has a pretty interesting werewolf transformation. It was better than I thought it would be. It, it yeah, it's def it's like better. It's one of the better parts of this movie, for sure. Like yeah. it was, it wasn't disappointing. This motherfucker is like bursting at the seams, becoming a werewolf. Like his skin's like splitting open and shit. And then he, he's like tearing his chest off and his face off and shit. Oh, <laughs> it was awesome. I do feel like, like, in terms of the actual werewolf design, what did you guys think? Like the transformation, I thought was great. But what did you think of the actual look of the werewolf? Ears are a little floppy. <laughs> I've seen yeah. bunny ears. I've seen other movies where they use the exact same costume. It must be like the budget. Like you're making a werewolf movie. These are each two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's it's definitely on a level of like our other werewolf movie we did, Dog Soldiers. Like they don't look exactly like that, but they look like they probably cost about the same amount of money. Yeah, there's a movie called The Wolf of Snow Hollow where they have the exact same costume. Yeah, but it's not bad. I like a wolf monster, so it, I wasn't disappointed at all. But yeah, it's a little—they uh, did what they could. <laughs> there's yeah, another think... movie called Werewolf Kingdom. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and there's like 50 people in those werewolf costumes, same costume. With a title like that, how could it be bad? Werewolf Kingdom. <laughs> it's like a D and D style werewolf movie, but. Yep. They that's what their first mistake. They should have called it Kingdom of the Werewolf. They might have. You know how I am with names. I don't know <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's called something completely different. <laughs> yep. So yeah, he changes into a werewolf because it's wolfin time. And uh the priest <laughs> six werewolves up here. He the priest watches him for a really long time <laughs> with a pretty apathetic look on his face. It's just like, oh hmm. Boy, that's scary how you just ripped your chest open. Just zero <laughs> facial emotion. 
<laughs> he, yeah, he, his face, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't start screaming in terror. He just looks at him kind of perturbed <laughs> and like, <laughs> waits for him to completely turn into a werewolf before running away. <laughs> yep. He gets into his car and werewolf gets him with a splatter of blood to symbolize his death. And- Miles, I'll tell you this right now. If I'm at your house and you start turning into a werewolf, I'm I'm fucking out of there. <laughs> like like I see you go once. <laughs> I'm I'm running for the fucking car. This was a long process. <laughs> it was. <laughs> this man watched him for about five good minutes turning into a fucking werewolf. You know how dangerous my neighborhood is though, bro. Oh, I didn't talk about my real life horror thing that happened yesterday. I got stabbed. I think a person got stabbed outside my house. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was a block away. It was like a lot of people yelling and screaming, and then a guy screamed in pain, and then there was a lot of people yelling and screaming. And, uh, yeah, I was like, you know, this isn't normal. Perhaps I should call the police. So, uh, yep, called the cops. I was like, I think someone got stabbed over there. And they're like, yeah, I guess we'll check it out. And that was the last I heard of them. So, anyway, that was my real-life horror thing. Jesus, that's so much more terrifying than Chris's stuff. <laughs> Sorry, you know, forgot all about it, surprisingly. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, the we got werewolves in the house. Ambrose decides to leave his perfectly fortified, amazing death trap to wander into his neighbor's houses? I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> He finds the guy with the iron lung. His head is gone. and he, Yeah, it's he, like spurting blood out of the iron lung. And he puts his hand in it. <laughs> and he goes, I know that perfume, you bitch. And he turns around and he whomps this werewolf with a shovel. <laughs> but yeah, and the, but he gets his guts slashed. He does. He's, he's oh, in werewolf guts. territory. Ah, me guts. Both the werewolf movies we've done on this show. Lots of guts. That's the key to it. Like, disembowelment. That's a werewolf move. You get bit in the neck, that's a vampire move. Disembowelment, werewolves. True. Um, so Ambrose gets back to his house, and he puts in a hearing aid, so his super hearing is now super duper hearing. This it is odd that he's expecting more werewolves. This motherfucker's daredevil. Like, the fact <laughs> that six of them show up does not surprise him at all. I mean, yeah, I guess... I don't know. He he was ready for war, and he got a war as opposed to a battle. I suppose I don't know. But I yep. didn't even think about that. I didn't even realize that there was that many. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, you know, he I knew like turned the whole war, goddamn neighborhood. There literally was like six of them. I wish it had been that just John Wick style <laughs> Ambrose killing like eighty sevens of fucking werewolves. Werewolf Kingdom Two. <laughs> Baba Yaga. <laughs> this blind man just fucking like snapping werewolf necks. <laughs> and does he throw some kind of meat into his dog's grave or is it just the dog's grave that attracts the werewolves? I think it's just the dog's grave. Yeah. Yeah. So he was letting his beloved pet decay outside in the interest of avenging it. Uh, but they don't like imply that at all. It isn't like they show the werewolf sniffing and they're slowly working their way towards Ambrose's house. It just seemed like they were all evil and knew that they were supposed to go kill Ambrose. No, they were sniffing. They were. That's why they gathered around the grave because they were all sniffing at it and like going, "Hey, this sure smells good." Why, well, yes, it does. Yeah, but they got there from all the way down the fucking neighborhood. <laughs> like, yeah, they they were coming they for traveled. Him. 
Never mind all the other houses of old people they could break in and murder. Let's not worry about them. We got a dead priest and this blind man who's going to get it. And uh, Ambrose shoots at least one of them with a silver bullet right out the gate, right? Yeah, he shoots one with a rifle and it turns into a naked lady. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I want to know the end of this, the ending to this movie, like... What must the cops thought <laughs> when they showed up? Like, how was how was his son not blamed for all these murders? Because you have like <laughs> seven elderly naked people <laughs> laying on the ground, <laughs> shot to death. That was a, a firefight, <laughs> and a blind man <laughs> dead on his back porch, looking like he's been attacked by a grizzly bear. In his fucking military uniform, too. And a, a naked, dead man in a grave in the backyard with a tombstone on top of him. <laughs> yeah, he smushes one with the tombstone. I think it's like the main bad guy he smushes. Um, then one of them breaks into, two of them break into his house. He kills one with a pistol, a revolver. He blasts that motherfucker out. And uh, the other one really gives him a run for his money. They're throwing each other around the house and shit. And he like he, he like arm drags it over. He like flips it over his back. <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. <laughs> I literally was when I saw that. I was like, this man just fucking flipped a werewolf over his shoulders, and he's like he's unstoppable. He's How like, did we lose Vietnam? <laughs> he's like eighty years old, bro. How much of a juggernaut was he when he had his vision? <laughs> yeah, he's a badass he motherfucker. Put, <laughs> he goes to shoot that werewolf, though, and it slaps his hand, and he shoots himself in the foot. Yeah, it blows his, his toes like, out. His toes explode off. It's so gnarly. But then he does the like the shuffle step, finds the shotgun, and blows the werewolf's head off. No need for silver bullets on that one. Because uh, no. the guy said shotgun shells were too complicated, but... That he blew the werewolf's head off with it. It's well, like, he said he only needed one. So oh, okay. It still could have been silver, I guess. One shot, one kill. He got him. Yeah. Um, one of the werewolves was sad, holding the old lady in its arms for some reason. And that werewolf came that, for him. Was that her husband? Yeah, that was her husband because he had an eye patch, and this werewolf had one wonky eye. It had like a uh, giant white eyeball. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that you could tell what it was. How does does he kill any other ones? He gets into a fight with one with a shovel, and then he drops the tombstone on it. Yeah, and then the other one come. The last one comes for him and bites the shit out of his shoulder, and then he stabs it in the eyeballs with the broken shovel. That's right. Yeah, that was crazy. He like did the <laughs> like, double. What did stab. that person look like when they turned back to normal? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> two their two faces giant like pieces of wood in. sticking out of their face. <laughs> that dude. That scene. I did not. I was not preferential to him stabbing the werewolf in both eyes with the fucking what was it a stake or like I don't even remember it was the it was the two parts of the shovel because it, it bit the shovel and it broke oh, yeah. the shovel yeah, yeah. tip and then he used the wood to put it in its mouth and it bit it in half so the rest took both pieces shoved in his eyes I felt like the rest of this fight I actually was cool with but I did not like him fucking stabbing that thing in in its eyes I thought it looked stupid. <laughs> I yeah. was like, no, no, like, I feel like with, not like this <laughs> with movies like this, like, you have to understand when you're trying to, like too hard, like when you're like doing too much, and a lot of times I feel like keeping it simple allows for like the consistency in the movie is just better because of it. Yeah, I don't disagree. 
But then, probably why they shouldn't have upped it to six werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, one werewolf would have been good. Like that would have been just as good of a movie if he just had that knockdown drag out fight with the werewolf, ended up outside fighting with a shovel and shit. Because he he's blind, too. it would have been believable that he missed every shot. You know. Yeah. But yeah, even yeah, this motherfucker can scramble for a gun better than someone who's full sighted. <laughs> yep. It's- He's a firearms expert. He tells you 11 times in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, the uh, Ethan Embry comes up and sees the carnage and uh, Ambrose just dies in his chair, presumably going to be a werewolf in the sequel. Is there a sequel? I mean, he was buried, but I guess he could come back. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sequel. So (laughs) I wouldn't hope for one. At least I hope not. God (laughs) later phases like no bad idea. (laughs) um yeah and that's pretty much the end of the movie no let's not forget the most important part where his son will is at his father's military funeral and just the two of them he didn't have any friends (laughs) yeah and he gets the trifolded flag and then he takes his dad's rifle out and shoots it at the fucking rising moon moon. (laughs) oh yeah that was so stupid. I loved it. <laughs> it was so fucking dumb. Holy shit. Who thought that was a good way to finish the fucking movie? They should have just left it with him being found on his porch dead. Nope. The bullet flew across town. Someone got a silver bullet in the neck and it was also an inexplicable death. <sighs> I was expecting that because there's that scene where Ethan Embry, like, comes up and like puts his fingers on his eyes and like closes his eyes and like leans down next to him and stuff i was waiting for him to like pop up and werewolf bite him in the throat that would have been good but we got a definitive end on this one as long as the moon survives i guess it's not but (laughs) the moon took a serious bullet wound at the end of this (laughs) so what are we rating this bad boy iron lungs I'm going to say Shadows, because that dog was the shit. That dog was the shit. Just as badass as his owner. Shovel. They shovel deserve cane. each other. Shovels. Shovel cane. I kind of like shovel cane. How many shovel canes would you guys give this one? I'd give it a 3.5. I, wouldn't, I didn't think it was awful at all. Uh, it was nice to have recognizable faces, and fucking Ambrose was the shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, 3.5. I'd recommend it to somebody if they like werewolf movies. Right on. I, I'm between a 2.5 and a 3, to be honest, because, like, I didn't dislike it. I don't think I would recommend it to somebody unless they liked were- werewolf movies, though. But, like, in horror, just for horror in general, I probably would not recommend this movie to someone. No. But I didn't think, like, the reason I'm struggling is I didn't think it was bad. Like, I didn't dislike it. It just, like, wasn't great either. So I guess I'll just give it a 3 because that's... I'll give it a 2.5, because that's, like, directly in the middle of the road. That's how I feel, too. I'm going to give it a 3. It was a super middle-of-the-road movie. I remembered liking it a lot when I was younger, but the bad guy's acting was inexcusably bad. <laughs> so, like, it, it really... If that was better, and you didn't literally cringe when you watched him talk to the priest every time, it would be better, but he just was such a bad actor, and... I don't know. There was definitely some directions the plot could have taken that would have been more concise and better. So, three out of five for me as well. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks for watching this one with me. I'm so glad it didn't get the Lamageddon review that I was expecting. 
Oh no. <laughs> no, this was definitely way better than Lamageddon. This way better watchable. than Lamageddon. Yes. So um yeah. We should we should name the three stars. Like anytime something gets a, a three out of five, it should be the Ambrose McKinley <laughs> yes. seal seal of me- mediocrity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Ambrose. The Ambrose Awards. <laughs> Sounds like a daytime TV award show, the Ambrose Award. <laughs> um The award you don't want to win. Yeah. <laughs> like a Darwin Award. Anyway, so um I want to do a quick shameless plug because my boy doesn't get enough love. I'm going to be on the next two episodes of the comics that we love with our friend Zach, who was on an episode of this. I think he was our first guest. Yeah, Night of the Demon. He and I did two episodes about the Maestro, the Marvel character, the Maestro. So Maestro. Maestro, Maestro. You're reading it wrong. I say Maestro. It's M-A-E-S-T-R-O, the Maestro. That's how Maestro is spelled. (laughs) Well, you know what? Fuck you. How about that? There's my. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we did two episodes about him, and it was awesome. I read, like, fucking ten comics about it. So, yeah, it was great. You should definitely check out that show. He needs some love. He's not really in our little circle of friends, so I would like to recommend it just because it's he needs welcomed into the fold, I think. He's a great guy. Yeah, it's excellent, I'm going to be on another thing, too, but we'll talk about that when it actually gets released. Uh, You guys have anything you want to plug? Don't stab werewolf. Don't show a werewolf being stabbed in the eyes by a shovel in your film. If any movie (laughs) filmmakers are out there that can hear me, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Wasn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was pretty cool. (laughs) I hated it. That was the one part of the movie that, besides that one guy's acting, that I was like, that was inexcusable. How could you do that? (laughs) All right. Well, if you boys don't have anything, uh, I guess you can check out our merch, Threadless, or H on H pod.threadless.com get yourself some shirts we're gonna have to have an ami gut shirt it's like official we've said it so many times we gotta have an ami gut shirt uh other this is the first one without a boob report in a hot minute i was gonna ask you when the late the freaking naked werewolf lady i'm surprised you didn't hop in on the boob report there miles (laughs) we just had old lady back that's not the boob report you don't get that that's the closest we got though yeah, nope, not rated R for nudity, my dude. That's the lat report. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to check out our socials, H on H pod, wherever you get your socials. Get soshed up. Get your socials. Yep, all up on the socials. <laughs> well, until then, remember that life is tough, so why not get high on horror?